Matthew 10, verses 16 to 25. Behold, I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of men, for they will deliver you over to courts and flog you in their synagogues. And you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake, to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. When they deliver you over, do not be anxious how you are to speak or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given to you in that hour. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Brother will deliver brother over to death, and the father his child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next. For truly I say to you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher, and the servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? It's the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Joined by just the greatest, <laughs> the the greatest brother, the bro of Christ's covenant, Jerry Brooks. Wow. I'm I'm glad you know I, you do say that same introduction to me every time you see me. <laughs> so this feels just the same as always. Yeah, it's the same as always. It's business as usual, and uh, we rejoice to have Jerry in the chair. And uh, we are continuing on through Matthew, and uh, you know Jesus is his his ministry is definitely in full swing now, uh, so much so that he's he's starting to you know kind of build. Uh, this structure uh, of ministry of evangelism that um, actually goes outside of him and beyond himself. You know, he, he's kind of trained up some of these disciples, apostles, and he's sent them out. And, uh, you know, this is sort of part of this uh, commissioning. Hmm. And um, this uh, today is specifically kind of this, this word on uh, persecution, hmm. on suffering, um, and how, how Christians, how people following the way of Jesus relate to the world and then how God, uh, relates to those people. Um, so there, there's a lot of meat on the bone, um, in this passage. And I think there's a lot of things that, uh, are helpful to be read, um, in the context of, you know, the, the full wisdom of scripture and kind of going in with this, this mentality of uh you know i i think you could there's a lot of confusion that could arise out of some of these things that are being said but when read in tandem with um you know the the rest of jesus teachings mm -hmm. and you know the teachings of the early church they kind of begin to clarify yeah. so jerry what are your thoughts on uh what jesus is saying here in this passage uh in matthew 10 mm -hmm. yeah i i think you're totally right like in how we we should connect these things with like this whole section and i'm sure y'all have already been talking about this um in some regard but like it is interesting he says like when they persecute you in one town flee to the next for truly i say to you you will not have gone through all the towns of israel before the son of man comes 
So he's like sending them out to go everywhere, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that in like the section before all of this, when Jesus says, you know, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Mm-hmm. In verse 35 of chapter nine, it says, and Jesus went throughout all the cities and the villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the kingdom and healing every disease and affliction. So he's not sending, and, and I'm, I'm bringing this up because it connects with what he says at the end hmm. about the disciple not being above his master yeah. and how it's fitting to be like his master. Yeah. You know? Jesus is not asking them to do anything that is not going to happen to him or he's already done or will happen to him, Yeah, if that makes sense. And so everything that Jesus calls his disciples to do and by extension, his church to do yeah. um, is not, I mean, like Hebrews says, he's sympathized with everything yeah. that we experience basically. Yeah. Um, and ultimately he experienced more than any of us will ever experience. He bore the weight of our sin and our death. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. He died our death basically. You know, he, he was judged for us. And so I think that's just an encouraging word. Like whenever we think about, the persecutions that come, the trials that come for believers for Jesus's sake, it's not something that he has not himself like experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, he he knows our suffering, he knows our sin, um, because it was attributed to him, <laughs> um, yep. even though he did not deserve it, even though he is innocent. Um, but even in this very passage, you know, I think that's what we're seeing here. Jesus went to all these towns, now he's sending them out to all these towns, mm-hmm. and he concludes with this teaching of a disciple is not above his teacher. Mm-hmm. So in some sense, this passage, I see it as a call to identify with our teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, with For them, the disciples to identify with their teacher, but for us as well as modern disciples of Jesus. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that is, that is so dead on. Um, the idea of sharing with Christ and his suffering mm-hmm. and how really all the suffering, whether it's persecution or even just like the suffering that we face, when we when we suffer, we're sharing and suffering with the man of sorrows, mm-hmm. and you know I think we can miss how there's there's a unique binding element that's there. Um, you know I'll, I'll use like a, a goofy example so to not be too dark, but like let's say Jerry, you're like walking out of my office after recording this, and you trip on you know there's like a very narrow kind of passageway between you and the door. Let's say you like you know you trip up on a cable. You fall and you break your you break your collarbone. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry to do that to you in this situation. <laughs> it's a dangerous story. But then let's say like I'm like oh Jerry I'm sorry and then you know later today I break my collarbone and we both have this like shared injury. Mm. We're gonna have like this unique like little bond you yeah. know because <laughs> we're both gonna have broken collarbones. Yeah, and we'll, we'll be next to each other in the hospital. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It'll be great. <laughs> But, uh, but you know, it's like, I think we have all experienced that on uh, varying planes, whether it's like you find out that you have some health condition or like, you know, you, something happens at your house and then you find out a friend, um, or a family member or somebody has gone through the same thing or is going through the same thing. There's like this unique, like you want to talk to that person about it. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. because like, you know, that they know what your pain is like. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, like it's good to like talk to other people about it, but like you're really going to find so much more peace and uh, and just enjoyment in sharing that burden with somebody who actually has borne the burden. Mm-hmm. And so I think like the idea of like when we 
know sorrow intimately, when we know grief, when we know pain, um, and especially when when we suffer for righteousness' sake, mm-hmm. um, or like when we, you know, when bad things happen to us just because we're caught in the cross fire of living in a sinful world no one knows that pain more intimately than jesus mm-hmm. and he like invites us to share in that with him yeah and you know he he uses this image saying i'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves well mm-hmm. who is who was more of like a spotless lamb among right. wolves right. than christ on, on trial and christ being crucified and so even there you know like like we are identifying mm-hmm. with the man of sorrows who offers joy in the midst of sorrows and, and comfort in the midst of grief. So on so, one level, we shouldn't be surprised at our suffering, yes. but the other level, we should also like not be so proud of our suffering. Mm-hmm. Like we should recognize that it's, it's a shadow of, like you said, the true spotless lamb. Yeah. Cause even in our, in our, you know, redemption, like we sometimes, you know, display Christ's righteousness as he sanctifies us and mm-hmm. we shouldn't, pretend like he's not doing that because we're not going to like ignore God's grace. Like if he's doing good things in us and producing his righteousness, people are persecuted for that. Like, you know, it's good that he's producing that in people. Um, but our, our righteousness is always mingled with our sin still. Yeah. Um, and so we were never, and we'll never be the spotless lamb like he is. And yep. so it's, it's both like, we shouldn't be surprised, but we should also be humbled knowing that, we are, you know, our suffering is nothing compared to his. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, I love, I want to talk about this phrase at the beginning. I'm sitting out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So lots of, lots of zoology happening in this verse. Uh, sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Mm. That's a, that is such a, a fascinating, you know, kind of instruction from Jesus, be wise since you are going out like sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise like a serpent. Mm, mm-hmm. Or, you know, that Greek word is like thoughtful, uh, kind of crafty, yeah. uh, like a serpent, and innocent, you know, blameless, pure mm-hmm. as a dove. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I was just jotting down on this sticky note, like a few like basically the 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 basic uh, qualities or characteristics that kind of comes to mind with each of these. Um, well, a sheep, you know, is vulnerable mm-hmm. and gentle, mm-hmm. like a like not it's not fighting back. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and we know that like Jesus has instructed his followers that you know don't don't retaliate against people who persecute you, but. Like if someone strikes you on the cheek, turn your other cheek towards them. If they take something from you, give them on top, give to them on top of that. Like it's just this radical uh, generosity rather than retaliation. And so there's like this gentleness and vulnerability. And then there's this serpents uh, comparison being wise as serpents. And, uh, you know, I, I think that that is like something it's really cool that Jesus like instructs us towards that because we see this in Jesus's ministry, like as Jesus was pure and blameless and loving and kind, he also, um, you know, he is very clever mm-hmm. in dealing with his opposition, right. you know, yeah, like, absolutely. like yeah. he's especially toward closer towards his trial. 
you know, the the scribes, Pharisees, Sadducees, they, they are constantly trying to corner him in his words. And then he totally trumps them. Uh, a word that I, or a phrase that I've used on ODR before was he theologically pantses them like in, in the town square. <laughs> I had to dust that one off. Um, and just, you know, he just crosses them up. And, yeah. and uh, there's this wit and cleverness that it's not like cynical or rude, mm-hmm. but it is like strong willed mm-hmm. and clear and a little punchy. Mm-hmm. And uh, then that is matched with this innocence, right. like a dove. You know, a dove is like transcendent and triumphant. Um, and, and it's like a, it's like this peace and victory kind of emblem. And, uh, and so even the cleverness, the wit, it's never this like cynical brouhaha, like making fun of our opponents, Mm -hmm. but instead it's like, we're, don't be cornered, you know, don't, don't like be just like put, put down like, and offer no argument for the hope that's within you, uh, you know, offer no reasoning, but like you should, you should be able to like mentally match that but without offering up your your innocence you mm-hmm. know so what what are your thoughts on what's going on here and maybe elsewhere no yeah i think and, and thinking about it all in like the context of mission i think is helpful in he's kind of talking about sending mm-hmm. to these different places and yeah. everything and so like i was just remind as you were talking i was thinking about all those scenarios where jesus you know escaped you know, mm-hmm. like they tried to do this and he, and Jesus fled and he was able to get away or, and so that's physical fleeing, but then there was like, you know, the, the more intellectual fleeing where he would be able to like out argue them yeah. and, and demonstrate that actually their understanding of the law was lacking and stuff like that. Yeah. And so, um, he was, so he, so he's committed, he's so committed to the mission that God had for him. And mm-hmm. I think that's important for us also to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the mission of God? And then, you know, like you said, like having that that wisdom is important, but it's definitely important to pair it with innocence. Mm. And so you're not doing anything. I mean, Paul talks about this, you know, like not doing anything for shameful, mm-hmm. in, in shameful ways. We we denounce shameful ways. Mm. Um, there's There's no, like you said, like making, like unnecessarily making fun of, your enemies or whatever it's mm-hmm. it is an innocent wisdom mm-hmm. and that is actually pretty unique usually mm-hmm. like people are innocent but they don't give consideration or thought to how to be wise to to have to overcome like especially like in an argument or something it's like to prove the enemy wrong but that person is rightly valuing like the mission of the gospel like yeah. the gospel needs to not be uh, confused, then the gospel needs to be clear. And so they're going to use wisdom to like make sure that that is clear. Mm. Um, but then there's, so some people are innocent and don't do that. They might let the gospel be muddled. Um, mm. Others might um, be really wise and, you know, defeat other people's arguments, but do so in a way that's like dehumanizing yeah, um, or basically sinful yeah. and, and, and not honoring with charity, maybe your enemies, mm. um, giving them the respect that they don't deserve mm. even. Yeah. Um, and so I think when you're rightly oriented around the mission of the gospel, then you're able to act in that wisdom and innocence that Jesus himself exuded, obviously. Amen. That's, that's a great word. And, you know, I think the important like caveat here is that 
this is not a call to like rely on your own wisdom and cleverness. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that that resounds in this passage is when you're delivered over and stand on trial, mm-hmm. don't be anxious about what you're going to say That's right. or how you're going to speak for what you need to say will be given to you in that hour. Mm-hmm. And so the, the like crucial recognition is, is, that wisdom is not going to come from you. You know, it's not going to come from Jeremy Brooks. It's not going to come from me. It's not going to come from like deep within you. God is going to give you Mm. what you need. Mm. And so the wisdom that relies on you is fear the Lord, Mm. you know, look to him. And, you know, verse 20 is amazing for it is not you who speak, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. I mean, holy cow, that is, that is amazing. And, uh, and so this is not like this, like, okay, you've got to be more clever, more crafty, more wise um, if you're going to, like, fulfill the word of Jesus here. But it's like, no, you just need to rely and rest on his provision and on his wisdom even more. Amen. And then in the face of trial, you'll be able to stand. Uh, I just felt like it'd be good to read James 3, verse 13, which, you know, James he, uh, he actually echoes a lot of Jesus's like actual teachings um, in his writings. And so it's, it's cool to read the parallels. But James 3.13 says, Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. Mm-hmm. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above. That's the verse I wanted to like emphasize. It's like, yeah, the, the wisdom that comes from the spirit of your father, right? Mm. Um, this, the wisdom that's given to you, not earthly, unspiritual, demonic wisdom where a jealousy and selfish ambition exist. There will be disorder, every vile practice. Mm. But the wisdom from above is first pure, peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. Mm. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So I just read that to give some maybe some meat to the the wisdom that's from above the wisdom that comes from the spirit yeah i I love that you know another great like kind of passage on that is uh you know paul there's a famous phrase from paul uh in second corinthians where he says taking every thought captive Mm -hmm. and um that's generally referenced kind of in reference to like taking control of your lustful thoughts and stuff. And that's actually not the context at all, but he's talking about what Jesus is talking about here, Destroying which is going on trial. Yeah. yeah. It's going on trial or into the debate hall with other people. Mm-hmm. And I love, you know, Paul is like, he is the, one of those voices that is always commending gentleness and goodness and kindness and, you know, treating opponents with charity and respect. But he talks about, um, for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have a divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge, the wisdom of God, mm-hmm. and take every thought captive. So those like wayward like philosophies take every thought captive to obey Christ. Mm-hmm. So we, you know we probably need to log off here, but. Uh, I think like this is this is the wisdom that comes from above. Like we, the spirit speaks through his people and destroys, uh, you know, the, these misleading thoughts that rob us of our joy Amen. and our peace. Amen.
That's good. Right. Man, so much more. I feel like we barely scratched the surface, yeah. but time flies when you're in the Gospels. So, yeah. <laughs> man, we are going to get back at it tomorrow. So for the great Jeremy Brooks, this is Will Carlisle. We'll see you tomorrow on our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.